you're listening to this podcast, Natural Health Dialogue with naturopathic Dr. Randy Lee, you probably have a mind to keep track of things that are natural. One of those things is the health of the overall bee population of the world. Right. Now, this particular podcast isn't going to be about, well, it kind of is, how to save the bees overall, but just looking at bees and the idea of uh, how to take care of them and the idea that, you know what, maybe you haven't thought about it, but you could actually be a beekeeper too. So even if you're not a beekeeper, you'll be interested in this podcast, right, Randy? That's exactly right. You know, uh, I, I am a beekeeper. I'm a hobbyist. Um, I generally consider that anybody who has five hives or less is a hobbyist. You just do bees for a hobby. Right. And that's me. I have five hives and I get about uh, two to 300 pounds of honey a year. Uh, but the bee, the whole beekeeping process is absolutely fascinating. It's a love of mine. The way I tied it into what we're doing here with the podcast is to say that this is the time of the year when we harvest the honey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is harvest season. Right. Now, generally, we harvest in late August or early September. Um, and in fact, early September is when I did my harvest this year. Uh, that's because we want to give the last part of the growing season, the last part of the harvest season for the bees to make sure that they have enough honey left to keep them alive during the winter season when there is no harvest and they're going to be staying indoor 24 seven for for two or three months at a time. Uh, But nevertheless, we get an awful lot from the, from the harvesting of it. And I just thought it's such a fascinating topic to me that I just wanted to introduce it to our listeners. Um, the, the harvesting process, I'm going to give you kind of a rundown on it. Um, the, we know that the bees go out and collect pollen, and they come in, and they produce uh, actually three different things. They produce honey, which they store then in, in the little uh, six-sided uh, cones uh, in, inside the hive, which they also build. They produce the wax uh, that's used to build that, and they produce propolis, uh, which is almost like a glue. That's what they repair mm. their hive with. That's what they seal the hive with uh, to keep out the winter winds and, and uh, keep themselves warm on the inside. And I said those three things. There's another thing that they produce too. Royal jelly is produced anytime they get ready to make a new queen. Okay. It's what turns a worker bee into a queen bee. Oh. Only one queen in the hive, and she does uh, during the height of the season, she may lay 3,000 eggs a day. Mm. Um, so, uh, she's, she's the one that's keeping things going, but she is, <laughs> I, I tell people the queen bee is not the best place to be because the only last, uh, for laying at that kind of a rate for a couple or maybe three years. And after that, when you're high, when you're stop laying the queen bee, uh, the worker bees make a new queen and they kick that one out. Oh. She's so she, she has no place except to live for two to three years and lay eggs. Goodness. And so, uh, uh, that, that's, a. That's a super thing. But there, uh, speaking of supers, there are two kinds of what we call supers. That's those boxes. Um, this is a, a relatively new process within the last several, well, uh, maybe a millennia now. Uh, but uh, they used to collect honey wherever they could collect it. And now then we have this process where we put these boxes together. If you've ever looked at a hive, you'll see that some of the boxes are taller than the others. The tall boxes we call brood boxes 
Many hives, many beekeepers only keep one of those on their hive. I keep two uh, just because I like to have the extra space for the hive themselves. And we don't take honey out of the brood chambers. The mm-hmm. queen lays eggs there. Uh, that's where they, uh, the, the life of the hive goes on. Mm. And uh, it's also got enough honey in it to get them through the winter as a whole. Mm. And then the smaller hives on the top are filled with uh, nine or ten, we call them frames, that fit down in those boxes. And, uh, and the box then is built, that's where the bees store the honey. Mm. And uh, it's interesting to note that one super of about nine or ten frames uh, will produce about almost 50 pounds of honey. Wow. If you wonder what that is, that's about a case or 12 quarts of honey once you extract it. Huh. So uh, uh, a good hive will produce one to I, – I knew, I knew a guy that well, – one of my mentors who has since passed away in the beekeeping business had one hive one year that made seven supers of honey. That's 350 pounds of honey off of one beehive. Good now, name. that's not common, uh, but it's not uh, unheard of either. But if you get a super or two, and I, I generally get about a super or two uh, per hive. So out of my five hives, 250, give or take a little, is about what I usually get uh, out of my hives. Um then you have to once you've taken the honey out of them, you have to get the hives ready for winter. And uh, I do two or three things to do that. First of all, I clean up the area around the yard where we did the extracting. We don't want a bunch of debris in the yard mm-hmm. uh, that could generate some kind of uh, vermin or um, fungus or virus or something that could harm the hive. So we want to keep the hive yard clean. Secondly, I check to see what kind of a winter we're going to have. Generally speaking, the propolis inside that the bees do themselves will keep them safe during the winter. Uh, I make sure that there's enough honey in there so that they can make it through the winter. And if it's going to be a really, really winter, in 10 years, only one time have I done this, but if it's going to be a super cold winter, I may wrap the hive in uh, what tar paper, what you use on your roof, oh, wrap wow. it around okay. there just to, uh, just to keep it a little more insulated. I check the fences that are around the yard and make sure that uh, the the blockage from the particularly the north wind, uh, too much wind coming through. They just give them a little added protection. Mm-hmm. In the wild, they do this all on their own. As a beekeeper, it's nice to know that you have a part in the process of getting them ready for it as well. One other thing that I've learned to do that's made a big difference in my beekeeping over the last several years, and I've talked to two or three beekeepers club meetings about it, is mm-hmm. there's a company called Host Defense. Uh, run by a man by the name of Paul Stamets, mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, a big-time beekeeper. Mushrooms, uh, right? Mushrooms. He, he, he grows medicinal mushrooms and makes extracts out of them. And we have found out that there are at least three of those extracts that we can put into water, put into feeding chambers, and let the bees eat them, and it builds their immune system. In the past, we always had to put a lot of stuff in the hive to keep rid of to get rid of mites, uh, verona mites and aurora mites and uh, different different kinds of pathogens that could get inside the hives that would kill the bees. Now we found the alternative to that is let's boost the bees' immune system and they can take care of that kind of the work themselves as well. So once in the spring and once in the fall, I put my chicken feeders out with a piece of uh, soaker hose down in the tray so that the bees have something to stand on and I mix two ounces of three mushroom blends uh, with 
two gallons of water, and I put those out and let them consume that. They'll um, hmm. the, the uh, extracts have an alcohol base, and the bees don't like that. So for the first day, they don't touch it at all. But by then, the alcohol dissipates, oh. and they will drink. Five hives will drink that six gallons, two gallons of each of the three blends in about a day. Wow. Uh, but they do that once in the spring, once in the fall, keeps their immune system strong, and then uh, and then they last through the winter. I haven't lost a hive now in five years by doing that. And previous to that, one or two hives a year, I would just lose or they would just disappear. So, so we're getting uh, close to the end, Randy. Could you talk about the necessity of bees, where we are, and what everyone listening to this could do? Yeah, um, bees are our primary pollinator for food, and that's another reason we can tie this into natural health dialogue. It's because without food, we're going to die, and without bees, we're not going to be able to produce enough food uh, to sustain our agricultural styles. We have beekeepers that have hundreds of hives of bees who are paid quite a bit of money by many of these farm uh, large farms to bring their hives in the summertime out to the farms to help pollinate their crops and uh, yeah. and and all even all the greens the alfalfas and things like that okay. uh, what they pollinate the pollen that they collect will will uh, also change the flavor of the honey that's produced so you can get honey that's in a lot of different flavors the bees are necessary to keep our food supply going what can you do uh, you can do lots of things to help support the bees. Plant plants that you know the bees will come and pollinate. Uh, bees will fly five miles to get pollen mm. from, from where they are. So you don't have to have bees right in your backyard in order to help do this. Plant plants that bees will pollinate. Um, you want to see bees on your place. You get better blossoms from your plants you get better fruits and vegetables from your garden mm -hmm. if you have bees coming into them and if you have the space at all become a beekeeper put your own uh, hive up it takes um, one day uh, to uh, open the hives up in the springtime it takes one day to extract the honey from the bees it takes a couple of days of just looking at them for a few minutes to see if you need to put another honey super on the top of them very minimal amount of time that's taken uh, to take care of a beehive and you help to save the food supply of america and you get so, lots of honey. And you get lots of honey. That's that's the sweet byproduct of it all. And the way I ended my little uh, blog was to say, um, the study of the bees is fascinating and important to our food supply. And honey, how sweet that truly is. Sweet it is. Amen. We'll see you next time.